Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 514. Dear Younger Me. Hello, everyone. My name is John McGrail. I learned the rules of time travel from the Back to the Future movie series. And I believe that if you're not learning, you're not living. Today, I'm talking about finding perspective in your past decisions. Well, happy Tuesday to you out there, everyone. As I'm recording this, I have just finished watching the fourth official tie in the NFL since the 2012 season, so only four ties in the last four years worth of NFL games. And with the number of games, that's pretty remarkable to actually come up with a tie score. So fun, fun to see and uh, see how long it takes to, uh, to get us there again. But let's get on to today's fun fact. 1985 brought us the beginning of one of the most beloved film trilogies of all time, Back to the Future. Starring Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, the first film brought in more than $212 million, and the trilogy ended up bringing nearly $419 million outside of sales of VHS, DVD, and other peripheral merchandising. Here are a few fun facts about the first Back to the Future film, courtesy of MentalFloss.com. The script was rejected over 40 times by every major studio, sometimes more than once. Worried that audiences would be put off by a film with the word future in the title, we almost had the film Spaceman from Pluto. That's right. (laughs) Bob Gale revealed in 2011 the origin of Doc and Marty's relationship. He, that's Marty, at age 13 or 14, snuck into Doc's lab and was fascinated by all the cool stuff that was there. When Doc found him there, he was delighted to find that Marty thought he was cool and accepted him for what he was. Both of them were the black sheep of their respective environments. Doc gave Marty a part-time job to help with experiments, tend to the lab, tend to the dog, etc. John DeLorean sent producer Bob Gale a thank you note for keeping his dream alive. I think all of us dreamt of having a DeLorean at that time. And finally, the film involves an in-joke where 1955 Doc can't believe that Ronald Reagan is President of the United States. Far from offended, President Reagan asked his projectionist to replay the scene while he was watching it. And in his 1986 State of the Union address, pointedly quoted the film, Where we're going, we don't need roads. In fact, he was offered the role to be mayor of Hill Valley in Back to the Future 3. Well, what I'd like to see in your future is you being a part of the Friday Forum. The Friday Forum is your opportunity to share with me and the rest of the Stuff I Learned Yesterday community. Your stuff can be anything up to 15 minutes and can be in voice or written. You can add your stuff to the Friday Forum in several ways. By calling 304-837-2278, leaving a voicemail or by going to www.goldenspiralmedia.com feedback. You can upload an audio file, or use the provided SpeakPipe widget, or you can just type out an email and send it that way. Now, here's what I learned yesterday. The Golden Spiral Media stable of podcasts has busted out with a lot of time travel goodness, especially with this season of television. 
The Flash on the CW and Central City Underground podcast, hosted by Tony and Joe, have been dealing with time travel for a couple of years now. And we have two new shows based on time travel, the Remaking History podcast for the NBC show Timeless, hosted by Karen and Doug, and the Radio Static podcast for the CW show Frequency, hosted by Silly's own Barb and her co-host Steve. I'm also loving This Is Us, which isn't time travel based, but whose storytelling, much like Lost, depends on keeping up with many timelines at once. I guess what I'm trying to get at is there's a lot of television, especially genre TV, which is Golden Spiral Media's wheelhouse, that's giving us as the audience a lot to dive in and think about what might happen when our timeline could go a little wonky. You ever had a moment or three in life that you wish you could go back and have a redo? Usually I'm thinking about this when, you know, I wish I could go back and come up with a a pithier comeback to something someone has said to me. Not exactly fast on the fly that way. But lately, with all of the time travel goodness I'm watching, I'm finding myself facing some much larger experiences that I would like to rethink. Those of you who've heard any of my past Stuff I Learned Yesterday episodes know that I deeply love and can be deeply affected by music. A few years ago, one of my favorite groups, Mercy Me, whom I enjoy nearly every single thing they write and produce, put out a song entitled, Dear Younger Me. Let me share those lyrics with you. Dear Younger Me, where do I start? If I could tell you everything that I have learned so far, then you could be one step ahead of all the painful memories still running through my head. I wonder how much different things would be. Dear younger me. Dear younger me, I cannot decide. Do I give some speech about how to get the most out of your life? Or do I go deep and try to change the choices that you'll make? Because they're the choices that made me. Even though I love this crazy life, sometimes I wish it was a smoother ride. Dear younger me, Dear younger me, if I knew then what I know now, condemnation would have had no power. My joy and my pain would never have been my worth. If I knew then what I knew now, would have not been hard to figure out what I would have changed if I had heard. Dear younger me, it's not your fault. You were never meant to carry this beyond the cross. Beyond the faith element of the song, it really has resonated with me because there are definite things that I would go back and coach myself a little differently on how to handle. My first serious relationship was one of those. I was that guy in high school who was the sweet, nice guy that no girl really wanted to date because there wasn't enough whatever, I I don't know. One of the major reasons I didn't find dating success was that I usually hung around folks that were much older than me. I didn't really relate with my classmates, so when it came to dating, it's only natural that I would gravitate toward ladies older than me as well. So, in my senior year of high school, I met a lovely young lady who was more than a few years older than me. For about four months, we had a very serious relationship. We saw each other at work frequently, and were pretty much instantly committed to each other. 
What happened after that four months was something that had never happened to me before. Another young lady, who was my own age, saw something attractive in me. Plus, things in my relationship with my girlfriend had begun to become uncomfortable. My girlfriend was just at a different point in her life than I was. I had recently been accepted to the college I wanted, and she was ready to begin the next phase of her life, beyond schooling. We simply weren't in sync, and with the attention I was getting from this new girl, well, I was a royal jerk and broke up with my girlfriend. I never cheated on her, but the way I handled it wasn't kind. She was devastated, and I was never fully truthful about why I had made my decision. Sure, I was young and inexperienced in such things, but that doesn't excuse how I acted. It obviously still bothers me today, and I wish I had the opportunity to find her and apologize for being such a, well, you know. It's not easy to share this story, but it is one of those things that I wish I could go back and tell myself not to not get into the relationship to begin with, but to make sure that we both understood where each other were in our lives at that time. I'd have said to enjoy each other's companionship without things becoming as serious as they did. That was how I should have handled things. But I didn't. Here's what I learned. We don't get the chance to go back and redo the events of our lives. As much as we'd like to sometimes, it's just not in the cards for us. I'd like to think that my experience with that relationship taught me a few things about how to handle dating differently. I'd like to think that it prepared me for the wonderful marriage that I've been blessed to be a part of for more than 22 years now. That success comes with the recognition that in my past, I caused someone pain. And that's just not cool. But it is a part of me. There's nothing wrong with learning from mistakes. In fact, if you don't, then they're pretty much wasted time. We really don't have that much time to waste while we're here. Yeah, it's fun to watch our favorite shows and think about what we'd like to go back and change. Or, if we could see into the future, what we could do now to manipulate or avoid. But the best we can do is the best we can do today. Well, sure, we can prepare for the future and hopefully we can learn from the past. I hope whatever you're doing, whenever you hear this, that you're setting yourself up for the best outcomes. And I hope your past won't be a hindrance to your best future. I hope that you have something to lean on, like faith, family, and friends, for when things are hard and you screw up. I'm grateful that I do. I'm John McGrail, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Gold Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. If you'd like to join our popular Facebook group, go to Facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I'd be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes. And please, pass this podcast along to a time-traveling friend. Have a great day, everyone.